nothing escapes his attention. That is just the most amazing thing and the most petrifying thing at the same time, don't you think? Nothing escapes his attention. He is all over our business. I see fear in some faces. <laughs> no, I don't. You know what I see is a room full of overcomers. What I see in this house are those who are more than conquerors because of what God has done in your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Have any of you been through some stuff? Any of you been through some stuff this week? Last week wasn't so great either, was it? You know what? The week might not have been great, but your God is great. Your God is mighty. He is stronger than any of the garbage. He is better. You want to run to him with me this morning? I know. You know, I was going to flash some scripture up there, but I'm just going to let you soak for just a minute. His word says, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That is his word. That is the truth. And if just, oh, can you grab hold of the first seven words with me this morning? Do not let your heart become troubled. Do not let your heart become troubled. Because let me tell you something. There is a, a, a spirit at work in the world that is full of trouble right now. Full of trouble right now. But that's not the spirit we serve. That's not the God that we serve. The God that we serve is sovereign. And he is bigger than all of this stuff. He is bigger than all of this stuff. So I'll let you sit. Can you lift your hand? We're just going to bless him. We're going to thank him. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Father God, that you are sending it with purpose, as you always do, God. You always send your word with a purpose. And so, Father, align our hearts to that purpose today, God. I pray, Father, that we would be tender, that our walls would come down. Father, that we would hear you, and not only hear you, but move to obey you, God, this morning, as you reveal your will for our lives in this moment. Father, we bless you. We call you holy. We call you mighty. There is no God like you. So, Father, we settle ourselves under the shadow of your wings this morning, knowing that you're going to accomplish much, and we're going to get out of your way, Father. Let everything that is of me fall. Let all that is of you stand and produce fruit, Father. In Jesus' name, and they all said, Amen, amen, amen. This week I want to talk to you about Mack trucks. Walk on by, walk on by. Forget me on this ledge so high as desperation sounds its sigh and I am barely hanging on. My hands are bleeding, my wrists are sore and I try to hold on a little more and my fingertips slide across this floor. God, I am barely hanging on. I'm crying once, calling twice, and who will pay this torment's price? No one's sure, but you will suffice. 
I'm barely hanging on. They must be blind. They don't see me here. Their footsteps sound and there's so many near. And my hands are trampled and my cries they can't hear and I am barely hanging on. Desperate now, I can't do a thing. Come gentle wind of mighty wings. A lover's voice so sweetly sings. She's barely hanging on. Swiftly, swiftly bring to me my small one's falling. Can't you see? I'll hold her close now. For my child cannot be barely hanging on. We've been walking by some people who are barely hanging on. And some of us are the ones that have been barely hanging on. That I could not get that first little stanza out of my spirit. Walk on by, walk on by. You don't see me on this ledge so high. My desperation sounds its cry. I am barely hanging on. I felt like the Lord said, I want you to speak to the ones who have been hit by the truck recently. Have you ever been hit spiritually? I was driving one time here in Smyrna, and I came around this corner, minding my own business, listening to praise and worship music, as I always do. And I rounded this corner, just happy and fine, and about the time I rounded the corner, this big truck SUV slammed into my side, came out of nowhere, knocked me off the road and into a telephone pole. And the woman gets out of the truck and takes off running. I'm totally serious. It hit me out of nowhere. Didn't see it coming. Nobody stayed around to say, hey, I'm sorry about that. All I was left with was I'm off the road, I'm into the pole, and I didn't do anything really, God, to do that. However... If I had been a little more awake, I might have seen her coming. If I hadn't just assumed that she would stop at the stop sign. You know the enemy obeys no barriers. You know he, he, he doesn't obey. You know he doesn't do what we think he's going to do. You know there's places in our life where we go, oh surely that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Have you all met Shirley? <laughs> she happens. And these things come and, you know, you think you're beyond it. You think, oh, oh no, that, that won't happen to me. I would not be careful lest when you think you stand, you fall. That's the word. And so you're walking along and you think you got this together. You think you got it. And then something comes along and rocks your world. This truck comes and it hits you and it might be news from a doctor. It might be news of something going on in your family. It might be something with your job. It might be God revealing your own heart to you. And then all of a sudden you are staggered back. I had this a couple of weeks ago where it just I felt like I had been hit by a truck. And as much as I know about God's goodness and as much as I know about how strong he is and, and how powerful he is, I am honest enough to tell you that it rocked me back on my heels for just a little bit. Has anybody ever been there where you go, God, what just happened? And why didn't you make it not happen? Why didn't you stop it, God, or, or whatever? And, and in my own life, it's like I just rocked back for a minute and I had to regain my footing and I had to begin to remind myself of what I knew to be true. 
because things like that will come, and not only does it, does it rock you a little bit, it will challenge your faith. Because, see, the enemy comes with a purpose, and his sole purpose is to overthrow your government. His sole purpose is to come and tell you the person that you've been serving, the person who is in authority in your life, does no longer have authority. He comes and tries to overthrow the God government that you've been living under. You understand that? And so he begins to speak lies and he begins to tell you things that aren't truth and you begin to listen to them. And as you listen to them, fear comes and anxiety comes and you start to get tormented a little bit and you can't quite get above it because fear has torments. God said, do not let your hearts be troubled. If he tells us do not do something, do you think he would tell us to do something that we do not have the ability to do? How cruel would that be? You know, I was watching Katie play in the yard with Milo yesterday, and she would hold the ball just out of his reach. I mean, he's dancing in midair like, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. I want the ball, I want the ball, you know. Well, see, God doesn't do that, just Katie. (laughs) I have never seen a dog do a back bend before. (laughs) God tells us these things to do because he has given us the ability and the authority to do those things. Now see, this says, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. There's another translation that says, above all else, guard your heart, because what flows out of it will lead you on a trajectory in your life. We have to guard our hearts. We have to protect our hearts. Now what do I mean? I'm not talking about the little muscle that's beating on the inside of your chest. That is a heart. You know, that's a heart. But... um. I'm not talking about that. This is the core of your thoughts. This is where your thoughts are birthed. This is where the things that you ponder come to life. The core of your being is where if you... Okay, let's just put it this way. If you allow in your heart a thought, and this thought is allowed to run rampant, whether it's a fear, whether it's a lie, whatever it is, you allow this thought to take you somewhere, that thought will birth a desire. Now that desire, if left unchecked, will take you to the next, which would be a lust. And that lust, when birthed in you, will create a sin. And that sin will lead you toward destruction and lead you toward ultimate spiritual death. But if you will guard your heart, if you will take your thoughts captive before your thoughts take you captive, guard your heart. See, we play so fast and loose with our heart. We play so fast and loose with our thoughts. And we don't, we don't protect them. I was trying to share a, a football analogy, and my husband was laughing at me in first service, but you've got to protect the quarterback. You've got to protect the quarterback. And if your heart is that, that everything's going to flow out of, that everything's going to move out of, you ought to be in such a defensive position over that heart. You ought to guard what you put in your eyes. You ought to guard what goes into your ears. You ought to take extra caution about who you're hanging out with. You guard your heart. Protect it. It's worth being protected. And this, one of the things that the Lord taught me to do, and I'm I'm sure he's taught many of you this, and so it may seem elementary to many of you, but one of the things that the Lord has taught me to do is in these moments when the truck hits, In those moments, because let me tell you, when you get hit, your thoughts scramble, don't they? 
you're like, what do I do? And, and, and what if? And see, an unrestrained thought. An unrestrained thought has a trajectory. It has a path that it's going to take you down every single time. The Word says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We take every thought captive. If we don't, let me tell you what happens. You find a mole that you didn't have last week. And you look at that mole and you look at that mole and you look at that mole and you stand in front of the mirror and you look at that mole. And, and every time you look at that mole, you th your thoughts go a little bit further. And, and by the time you make the doctor's appointment and you've gone to the you're on your way to the dermatologist and you're calling the mortuary at the same time because this is obviously a cancerous mole and I'm not going to see my daughter's wedding. It's obvious. Unrestrained thoughts will take you on a trajectory of destruction almost every single time. If you don't rein them in, our thoughts love to explode to the worst possible conclusion. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that? The doctor says, I see a shadow. I'm like, I see a shadow too. <laughs> our thoughts, we've got to rein them in. And so one of the ways that God gave me, see, if we can do this, if we can guard our hearts, if we can protect the quarterback, if we can begin to move in a position to where we protect our thoughts and our emotions and, and this core that flows out of us, we can move out of these places. And when the truck hits, we can shake ourselves off, dust ourselves off, believe what we believed before the accident, before the onslaught. See, you know what? It makes me so mad because the enemy in those moments tries to convince you that the God before the wreck is not the same God as after the wreck. The same God that delivered you the first time, the same God who had a powerful work in your life 15 minutes before the truck hit is not the same God. He is the same God he will deliver you. He will rescue you if rescue is what you need. And he may walk you through a mess if walking through the mess is what you need as well. But during that, during that moment, you've got to grab hold of your mind. You've got to grab hold of your thoughts. And you've got to rein them in. And the Lord gave me a tool with which to do that. Five smooth stones. Five smooth stones worked for David. I'm good with it. Because sometimes... The giant that you are facing is screaming so loud from the valley of Elah. That giant in your valley is telling you that God isn't God and that he is the sovereign and that, that he's going to defeat you. He's a liar. He is a liar. Why do we believe the lies so easily? You know why we do? Because our emotions line up with the lie. Our emotions line up with the lie and it just feels like truth to us. Truth that... <laughs> it's like somebody who goes, you can't help who you love. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. But, but follow your heart. I mean, just, just follow your heart. It'll, it'll always lead you to run. No. The Word of God says the heart is deceptive above all things. The heart is deceptive. It likes to lie to you. Your emotions will lie to you. But, but, but I really love him. And No, quit talking to him. Quit texting him. Quit sitting next to him. Quit flirting with him. Quit going to bed at night fantasizing about him. Stop. You can stop. 
You can guard your heart. You can protect that, that life is flowing out of you. The five stones. Stand guard. Let peace be. Stand guard, let peace be. Stand firm, therefore, in the midst of the trial when the truck hits and you shake it off for just a minute and you're rocked back on your heels. Your first assignment is to stand firm in truth, having the belt of truth gird about you. What's your truth? Is your truth the fact that you failed? Is your truth the fact that this mess? No, that's just a fact. Your truth is that God delivered you once, God can deliver you again. That he is big enough, he is strong. What is your truth? Yes, the doctor said this, but I'm believing, I'm believing you, God. If I have to believe you until this moment, until I stand in your arms, God, I will stand knowing that you are my healer. I will know that you are my healer, whether you heal me here or you heal me there, God. You are my healer, Period. Stand firm. You know what else we're told to, to stand? We're supposed to be standing as watchmen. A lot of times we think we're doing that for other people. Stand watch over your own life. Stand watch over your own heart. Guard, watch. If, if you've seen this thing coming before, you ought to be able to recognize it this time too. If you pay attention. And then stand still. And know that he is God. When you've done all you can do, what are you told to do? Stand. Stand, therefore, with the belt of truth. Grab hold of truth. Guard your heart. Make it an active practice to guard your heart. Go, literally, when you enter into situations, go, is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be bad for me? Should I go here? Should I not go here? Should I watch this? Should I not watch this? People are like, oh, 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 but you can... Do anything. Yeah, you can do anything, but you will deal with the repercussions of the things that you do. You know, do you want to go to bed thinking about good things? Or you want to go to bed having to rebuke things? Guard your eyes, guard your ears, guard your heart, guard your relationship, protect it. Take care of those things that you should take care of. Stand guard. It's an active position, guys, girls, it's an active position. Let not your heart be troubled. You get to decide. You get to decide. I was in a, in a situation one time, and I was in this confrontation, and I know that shocks you because I'm usually so quiet and demure. And uh, I am. You'd be shocked at how quiet and demure I am when I'm alone. Um, Hal, I hear you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in this confrontation and this person was just coming at me and, and just had a whole lot to say about me and at one point they said something that was so hurtful and it felt like the knife that it was intended to feel like and something in me just rose up and went you don't have to take that and I interrupted that thought. I interrupted when I heard, you don't have to th take that. I started to speak, and then I heard the word in. You don't have to take that in. You don't have to take that in. You get to choose how far something goes into your heart. You get to choose how deep the wound will be. You get to choose how deeply offended you want to become. You get to choose. And I felt like the Holy Spirit in that moment in time, because 
I had a lot I wanted to say. I had so many things. I mean, when they're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking of the comeback and all of it. I know. And, and that was before I was redeemed, like, oh, it was six weeks ago. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking of all these things and everything. And when he said, don't take it in, I felt like when he said that to me, I stepped back and I felt like he stepped right between us. He said, if you will allow every single thing to come through me first, the depth at which it affects you will be changed. Uh, mm. Oh, the way he wants to protect you, the way he wants to guard you. And we are so just in each other's faces and we're just so ready for a fight. And God's going, would you just be still and let me be God? Would you just rest in what I've created in you? Would you stop striving with yourself so much? That's who we fight with the most is us. Would you just hush and quit talking to yourself? Enough people are going to say bad stuff about you. Why join them? Why agree with them? <laughs> I don't know why Muhammad Ali just flashed through my mind. I am the greatest. <laughs> I have a God who is the greatest. And he wants you to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I was sharing with first service, some of us, when David lost his son because of his sin, See, we don't think our sin will cost us anything, but sometimes our sin will cost us something. But in the process of accepting that our sin costs us something, there's a point in time to grieve. There's a point in time to travail. There's a point in time to call out to God and ask Him to change your circumstances. But if He doesn't change your circumstances, your next recourse is to wash your face and you go worship. You wash your face and you go worship. How long will you wallow in the ashes? How long will you stay among the crunched metal? If you got hit by a truck, don't you think your first option ought to be to get out of the car? Get out of it. Don't live there and go, oh, this did so much damage. Oh, look, my CDs are broken. And you look around yourself at the mess instead of going, nope, nope. Okay, God. Oh, God, you see this mess? You see this, God? Part of it's my fault. Some of it wasn't my fault. But whatever it is, it is under your control. You are sovereign. And I'm tired of the wreck. And so I'm coming out. I am coming out. Let not your heart be troubled. Then, you know, he has the audacity to say, he says, in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We get stuck in the tribulation and never move to the be of good cheer. You're like, oh, I can't fake it. I'm just not happy. You know, I, I'm not going to fake it. You might ought to fake it a little bit. You might ought to fake it a little bit because here's what's happening. You have listened to the lies for so long and you have spoken the lies for so long. They're out there and they've affected you. And so you might ought to just walk around for a little bit going, I am fine. God is good. He is faithful. I am not broken. I am not broken. You might feel broken, but to go, God has knit me together in my mother's womb. God has done all of, all of these things. And I'm not saying lie, but I'm saying <laughs> fake it till you make it. 
God, you are faithful. God, you are faithful. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. This weapon that has been formed against me, it will not prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment will be shown to be in the wrong. That is truth. That is truth. And so we've got to grab hold of truth. And we've got to find our place of cheer. The voice. There's such power in happiness. Have you noticed that? There's such power in joy. I had my grandsons this weekend. And, and they're right at two and three years old. And everything is mine. I thought I only had to deal that with his. Never mind. It's mine. It's mine. And, and you can tell when they're getting into it. Because you can hear. Well, one, number one, you hear Bo go. <laughs> He's learned to growl. It's the cutest thing. (laughs) And and so they'll start fighting over something. And so I decided after about the 10th conflict of breaking them up, I thought, okay, we're going to fix this. I said, you know what? Boys, when you are upset, you have one choice. And they're looking at me like, what? I said, you have one chance or one choice. And and I said, we are going to dance it out. And I'm like, we are going to dance it out. I know you're mad at your brother, and I know that you're mad over here. We're going to dance it out. Dance it out. Dance it out. Dance it out. And it worked. It worked. It was the most amazing thing. I don't know if it's because they were laughing at me for dancing or if they were just genuinely happy. I'd hear them start to fuss, and I'm going, what are we going to do? And they're going to go, dance it out. Dance it out. Dance it out. Dance it out. I called their dad and I said, I have learned how to discipline your children. <laughs> and he's like, clue a brother in. Sometimes, guys, you got to dance it out. Sometimes you got to dance it out. Sometimes the truck, might have, you might have to limp as you dance. <laughs> but dance it out and drag that foot if you got to. <laughs> Be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. Sometimes you got to remember your name. When I, where I grew up, uh, we didn't have a whole lot. We didn't have a whole lot of stuff, but what we had was our name. And you protected your name. And you wanted your mother and father to be honored with your name. And so I didn't get the, okay, Barbie, don't you go do this while you're out. Don't you drink. Don't you smoke. Don't you do. Don't you this. Don't you that. It was remember who you are. Remember who you are. See, some of us can't discipline our kids that way because we never told them who they were. Ouch. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Remember that you are a child of the Most High God. Remember that the sovereign God who created the universe, who breathed the stars, as the boys like to say, that's your father. That's your father. Don't just remember your name. Remember his name. Remember who he is. I had the opportunity to pray for some unsaved people or some people that a couple of weeks ago and I just went God I know that you are not their God right now but you are the God you are the God and until they know it God I'm calling on the God I'm not calling on their God I'm calling on the God of the universe the God of all gods the sovereign the most high the king there is no king like this and I'm calling on that God in this situation We have to remember whose we are. Remember your name, child of the Most High. Remember daughter of the King. Remember son of the King. You are royalty. You belong to Him. 
that is the God that you serve. Remember who you are. Remember who he is. And he said the final thing, it says, the peace of God. It says all things we are to bring with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. We make our requests known to God. And when we do that, the God of peace mounts guard over our hearts and our minds. See, a lot of times we bring our requests, but we forget the thanksgiving. And you're like, I don't have a whole lot to be thankful for right now. Oh, that's the enemy. He has lied to you. He has lied to you. You better get grateful. You better begin to bless him and go, Oh, God, I thank you that I am upright <laughs> in position. <laughs> I thank you that I can stand. I thank you, Father, that I can speak. I thank you, Father, that I am of a sound mind. I thank you, Father, that my kids are healthy. I thank you, Father, that I'm not sitting in a hospital room somewhere. I thank you, Father, that I'm not standing at a graveside. I thank you, Father God. What are you going to thank him for? See, we magnify the problem and make our God small. How about we magnify our God and make the, the problem small? We go around singing this song we don't mean to sing, and it's my problem so big, so strong, and so mighty. God, you are great. You deserve the glory. You, change your song. Peace. The word says peace like a river. We are to have peace like a river. Guard your heart. Stand watch over your heart. Let not your heart become troubled. Don't let it fill with anxiety and fear and all of the lies of the enemy. You are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. He has given you. You are made of sterner stuff. You are better than what the enemy says you are. You are who God says you are. Find out what that is. The God of peace. So, do we have a praise and worship team? <laughs> this is what I really feel that the Lord would have us do. We're going to do something really fast. Okay. If you, okay, I, this is what I want. If you have been hit by the truck, can you just stand where you are? If you are an elder, the wife of an elder, a leader in this body, find them and put your hands on them in, right now, if you would, please. If you've been hit by the truck. And if you see somebody who doesn't have someone, come find them. We need somebody over here. Chad, Maria, will you guys come pray with this gentleman? Just play for a second and then we'll shift. You just play for a second. Holy Father. Holy God. Jesus. Now, prayer warriors, elders, I want you to intercede in the name of Jesus right now for these families, for these people, this onslaught. We bless you, God. We are calling on the name of the Most High God. We are calling on the name of the Most High God. The one who is able to move. The one who is able to heal. The one who is able to restore in the name of Jesus. Father, we reach into these lives with our prayers, Father. Knowing, God, that you are faithful and you are able. Oh, God, these that have been broken. These that have been challenged, Father God. Let the strength of God rise up in them in the name of Jesus. Father, let them remember who you are. Let them remember what you have called them to be, Father. Today we shift. 
we turn into the next season, Father God, no longer wounded, no longer broken, no longer attacked by these things, Father. Holy God, holy God, you are sovereign, you are good, you are good, Father God. We're going to pray. We're going to intercede. Jesus, we're going to move into this place. Oh, Father, we bless you. We thank you, God. Father, that you are sovereign and you are in control. Father, in all of these situations that feel like they are out of control, God, we know that you have us. We know that you have us. So, Father, we are going to move into a place of faith. We are going to shift into a place, Father, where we can begin to declare our God is faithful. He is holy. Great. 
Amen. Amen. 